The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When Jesus was speaking, a woman from the crowd called out and said to him, Blessed is the womb that carried you, and the breasts at which you nursed. He replied, Rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a great joy to be with you all this evening. I called Father Wiley this morning because I didn't have a Mass today, and then I ended up as the main celebrant. (laughs) Which is really a true, it's a real gift. It's a true gift to be back with you at the cathedral. And today we celebrate the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the thing that was striking me as as I was listening to the readings and kind of preparing myself for Mass, was that I think I've reflected a lot on the fact that Mary was conceived without sin. That she's preserved from concupiscence, she was preserved from the stain of original sin, from the moment of her conception. But as we celebrate the Assumption, that means that she maintained that status for her entire early life that she stayed in that place for her entire earthly life. So that at the end of her life, she was taken up body and soul into heaven. As a sign of what all of us will experience one day at the resurrection. And that's an amazing thing. So if I think about my own life, at my baptism, and I was baptized when I was a baby, the stain of original sin was taken away. But I did not maintain that place for my entire life. And sometimes Mary's perfection can be perceived as an obstacle to her. You know, in... In tomorrow's readings from the book of Revelation, it opens with God's temple in heaven was opened and the Ark of the Covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, that that Mary is the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament was something that nobody was allowed to touch. And only certain people were allowed to go near because God's presence was there, it was God's footstool. And a lot of times I think in my own life, and a lot of people experience it this way, like Mary is so perfect, she couldn't possibly understand me. She couldn't possibly understand me. Or sometimes people are jealous of Mary. 
You know, like she never had to deal with compulsive sin in her life. She never had to deal with this in her life. She never had to deal with this in her life. But there's a line in the book Insinu Yesu about being perfect. And, and the line is this, that perfection is the fruit of friendship with the Lord, not the prerequisite. And perfection is the fruit of friendship with our Lord, not the prerequisite. As we become friends with our Lord and we grow in union with our Lord, perfection is the fruit of that. We become perfect through friendship. Perfection is not something that we have to attain in order to be in friendship. I don't have to get my ducks in a row. I don't have to get my life in order in order to be in relationship. And so even Mary's perfection is the fruit of union. And the union that she always was in, a union that she always maintained. So that when the angel comes to her and says, you're going to be the mother of God, she simply can respond, let it be done to me according to your word. When Elizabeth says to her, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the angel would be fulfilled, she simply responds, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. The Almighty has done great things for me. In, the, in her union with God, she's able to maintain a life of virtue and life of balance. That life of perfection, even when Her son is falsely accused of things. Her son is persecuted. She watches her son die on the cross. None of that becomes a distraction that pulls her away. But she's the one who's steadfast. So much so that after our Lord's death And resurrection and before Pentecost, the apostles gather around her. And in fact, in her perfection, she has a capacity for knowing us at a level that nobody else has. And so her perfection is not an obstacle, her perfection is in fact what allows her to have perfect empathy. Like perfect empathy. And one of the effects of sin is that it destroys empathy. When we fall into sin, we can't really feel our feelings anymore. We become completely focused on ourselves. We don't notice what other people are feeling. We don't pick up on when people are happy or sad or upset. And as we grow in holiness, we, can, we grow in empathy and we start to pick up on those things. But because Mary has no sin, that means that she has perfect empathy, which means that she feels all of our feelings as she looks at us. She knows the depth of our sadness or the depth of our grief or the heights of our joy, she knows all those things perfectly because she's perfect. 
And that makes her not a distant person that we can't go near, but it makes her the person who has the capacity of being closest to us in our lives. Of being the person who comes and consoles us. Of being the person who enters into our life. To walk with us in whatever we're going through. To be the person who shows us what it means to be in friendship with the Lord. So that we too can become perfect. And today we're reminded that we all are destined to go where she is now. That as she enters into our life and as she walks with us in our life, as she comforts us and consoles us and shows us the way to her son, she's always walking with us towards that final end of entering into the kingdom of heaven. And so today let us pray that we come to know her maternal love her care, her empathy at a deeper level in our own hearts. That we come to realize that Mary shows us the path. And that each of us, through her intercession, grows in friendship with the Lord and belonging to the Lord. So that that friendship will bear fruit in the grace and love and mercy that we're able to extend to each person we encounter.